Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, I'm doing doing good. Hey, sorry about that. It's always shaky in the very beginning with the stupid anchor thing. Um, so uh, it's me and my wife here, Sarah. We are hey. the nobodies. Um, hi, babe. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we are joined today with a person I met from Holonis, or however you pronounce it, Holonis. I think Waka Flocka Flay pronounced it Holonis, so we'll go with that. Uh, Ill Mike, number 79, is spelled N-U-B-R, 79. Um, Ill Mike, what's up, brother? Hey, man, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, let's go ahead and tell our listeners where to find your music. Oh, man, you, you can catch me on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify at L Mike number 79. It spells exactly the way my man Brandon spelled it. N-U-B, N-U-M-B-R, 79. There you Dang, go. did it kind of break up just now? Uh, yeah, it did a little bit, but that's all right. A little bit, a little bit. It's all a work of progress. <laughs> so uh, where are you from, Mike? Originally, I'm from Chicago. Um, I was born in Harvey, Illinois. Moved out, moved out to Chicago probably when I was real young, real young, probably like around three or four years old. Was out there in my life, and then uh, currently I'm staying in Gary, Indiana. Though been out here since about 2010. So, did you like right after you graduate high school go out there? Or, I mean, leave there, I mean? No, I came out here my senior year. That was my senior year, 2010. Oh, gotcha. If I graduated high school, I'd know that. He's the same age as me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't make it, huh? No, I, uh, I became homeless like two years before, and uh, eating and shelter was more important than going to school. Plus, if I went to school every day, I'd get picked on for wearing the same dirty clothes every day, so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. Well, I, nice. I hate you. I hate you. Kids, kids can be evil. Yeah, they can. Um, it's not their fault. Usually, the parents. <laughs> uh, so, why don't you go ahead and tell us what inspired you to start beat making? Oh, I started. Um, I, I started beat making probably in eighth eighth grade. I, I started messing around with it. What, what inspired me to do it was I just wanted to get into music so bad because I like music. And I like I like the background aspect of it. So I was I was like, why why not make beats? You know, why not why 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 not be the person behind the scene who is making the sound that everyone's listening to? So I wanted to try out in that. Um things th things was okay, you know. I I was I was trying to get I was trying to get my sound down packed. I was using a lot of synthesizers or whatnot, a lot of weird sounds, anything like that. But I actually stopped, I actually stopped doing it when my computer crashed. My computer crashed probably like in my junior year, my junior year or whatnot. And I ain't had no money getting a computer. So I just pretty much let that fall aside. Right. And then you um, transferred over to rapping after that, I understand, right? Yeah, yeah, I tra I transferred over like um, in between the years. I I started writing. I started writing around uh, now, my sophomore year. I started picking up the pen, trying to put down some lyrics or whatnot. You know, it it, it was hot garbage, but it's true. I I was definitely trying to get uh, get my feet into it. Yeah, I uh, we had a delay in the communication. Uh, I don't know why it does that. But uh, I apologize for that. So, uh, so you were be making beats, right? And then your computer broke. And then uh, after that, you just started writing. 
Now I, I started writing with my guys. They wanted somebody else on their song. It was, um, they was making a song. They like we need a third guy. I was down there and I was doing so much critiquing, telling them they should say this, they should say that. They like, see, man, you know what? You sh you should get up and write. You know, you, you should get up and write. Be our third person. And I got to turn it down immediately. I'm like, uh, you know, I make beats. I make beats. They man, come on, man, just just try to put some on. Uh, just try to put something down. Just get the rhyming or whatnot. And you know, I did, I did. It, they were they were supportive or whatnot, but I know it was bogus. So <laughs> that's what started then. But I always wanted to get better, so I always like will try to here and there, just try to write or whatnot. It used to take me a long time to write songs. Like I'll probably get like two or three stanzas in, and then it'll be one month later. <laughs> here's another three words. <laughs> so. <laughs> Definitely have to, to get, um, become consistent with it. Yeah, you can't rush uh, perfection. You know what I mean? You can't rush art. Uh, so, are you are you able to freestyle by now, or are you still just writing? Uh, nah, yeah, I I, I write. No, nah, not a freestyler, not a freestyler, because I don't like to I don't like to rush myself. I don't like words just spilling out of my mouth. I, I have a tendency to just be slipping up. So, and it, it's like a it's it's from my speech my uh, speech impediment as you can hear it, or whatnot. So I don't like I don't like to freestyle. I like to sit down and um, methodically think about what it is that I want to say, and then I go over that rhythm, and I get that rhythm down packed and to the point where I'm not looking at the paper no more. And then I keep it going, and then I keep it going until I remember it to the point where I'm now saying it with my eyes closed. And now that I'm saying it with my eyes closed, now I can say it as I'm walking. So I do it step by step in order to to, to get the um, way how I want it to do. And I've just never been into freestyling just because of that. So you recognize that you have a barrier in a certain aspect and you learn how to work around it to achieve your goal. That's, that's, uh, that's very good. Um, right, right. I don't like everyone else. All right, so, so is music your main focus? Is that the only thing you're working on right now? Is there other things you're doing at the same time? Well, yeah, there are other things that I'm doing at the same time. I'm trying to get um get this shoe line going, and it's 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 number seventy nine is what it's called. And I have a couple shoes that's up on my Halanis page, but I have way more. So well, I'm just it. like just, just slowly, just slowly leaking them out. I'm just slowly leaking them out or whatnot. I'm trying to get to the point where my name is big enough. Which will make the shoe net, uh, the shoes more credible. Right. So you have shoes because, on the Holonis right now. Yeah, and you know they come, they're pretty pricey because they're handmade in Italy. So you know, for a shoe to be so pricey, you gotta have so much credibility behind your name or your brand in order for uh, you know people to buy into that. Who, who's gonna drop two hundred plus dollars on some shoes they haven't heard of before? I mean, of course, the quality sounds good. But how much do we know about this brand? So that, that's that's what Holonis helps because they're a great place to um to, to um get a name for your brand. There's a lot of engagement. Everything's positive. A, a lot of people is trying to work for their stuff on there, so they're networking, and they bring a lot of um, influence and and benefit um um to to your brand just by being on there. Wow. How did the deal shoe deal come about? Because that's uh, not something we all—that's not something here every day, you know. 
Well, I, I I came across that, you know, some surfing the web, surfing the web about two, three years ago. And then I came across this company. I won't disclose the name, but um, I was able to come, I was able to come across this company and, um, you know, n- negotiate, n- negotiate my ways of um, throwing my designs out there. I'm like, well, can you know, check out my designs if you like them, you know, maybe we can throw them up your site and I can sell, I can sell some shoes until I can get my own store, you know, and they was going with my designs. They like my designs. And uh, a few of their curators had, had picked a few of my designs to like, um, to like feature if I was to ever get them made. So everything, everything is a process. And that's just one of my few projects that I got going on. So say I go into Holonis right now and I go uh, purchase a pair of your shoes. What can I expect from start to finish? How long does it usually take to get to my door? Well, from start to finish, you can expect it to be standard shipping anywhere from 10 to 20 days and priority shipping, of course, 7 to 10 days. Um, after that, you got anywhere between two to three weeks, maybe four, between the time of the shoes being made and shipped to you as they are coming from Italy. So you, you can imagine customs and everything like that which it'll take time for a shoe to come over. Wow. That is something I got to check out. That is interesting. And there, there's something I want to ask, because you were talking about uh, building the brand name and, and using the social media platform to let us know what that is. And since you're on here, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us, what do you want us to know about your brand? Um, well, about my brand, I, I like my brand to, to represent just myself. Myself, I, n- I never had a name for myself. I never been, I never been a popular guy. I was, I was always quiet. You know, I didn't, I didn't talk much. People knew me, you know, um, some people knew of me, but, but, uh, just pretty much just my close circle only knew that I, you know, I was just love to laugh and was like was like goofy or whatnot, you know. I, I would I would always be laughing with my friends and anything like that. But if you ain't know me, you ain't see that. I was quiet and everything like that. I didn't react to anything, and uh, you know it, it was a process breaking up out that shell. And just through through the years, I was calling myself Little Mike. It was Little Mike at first um, when I started with the beats. So it was Little Mike. And from Lil Mike, it went to Ill Mike. And it was crazy how it transitioned to that. Because my mom kept saying, well, calling yourself a little, just calling yourself a little, because it's time you putting yourself down. And she was she was all on that. Don't um don't um how can I say under underestimate yourself. Don't don't don't, don't put yourself below your worth. Um and you gotta think of your name. So when I chose Ill Mike, it wasn't because of to think that I'm sick or anything like that, because I, I think of myself as being a humble person. So I don't really try to like put things in people's face. Here, 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 look, look, I'm ill Mike because I'm sick. No, I, I chose ill Mike because I'm from Illinois. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. And I love my city. I, I love my city. I was there my whole life. That's pretty much all I know. So when so when I came up with ill Mike, it was, it was pretty much just a shout out to my city of where I'm from. 
So why the number 79, I got to ask? On 79, it was crazy how I came across it because I just couldn't think of a, I just couldn't think of a name for the brand. I'm like, I want to represent, you know, the everyday struggle, what, uh, um, what it is that we got to go through every day in order to just to make a little something. And, you know, we work seven days a week and we are the, um, the, um, the biggest on the food chain. We, we are, we are the largest, you know, we, we do make the biggest impact on the world. And what doesn't make a, a big impact like the number nine. Every time you reach nine, you must start over. Eight, nine, 10, 18, 19, 20, you know, and it's, it's, it's at that, it's at that climax, it's at that climax of where we all must reach in order to attain something. That makes sense. I'm sitting here, you're, I'm sitting here uh, just imagining everything you're saying. I was like, that's, that's actually pretty, uh, pretty deep. You didn't just throw a number on there. I like that. And it's not, uh, it's not contributed to anybody but you. It's not like, you know, the num- jersey number or your favorite sports player or nothing like that. It's, it's just- right, 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 right. I, I, wanted, I wanted to appeal. I wanted it to appeal to the, to the human race, to the human being, the human being inside all of us without putting a specific um, face on it. I mean, who can't get along with a number? Right. It's not a, it's not an organization or a color or nothing like that. It's, it's a number. That would make sense. So, you said you grew up in Chicago, or you spent a good majority of your childhood in Chicago. Um, what was it like from your perspective, and how does that differ from how we, as the United States, view Chicago? Because usually Chicago is not really talked about in a nice manner. Well, from from my perspective, growing up, it was it was lively. I, I loved it. I was always around my cousins. It was always something going on. Um, specifically, I can always remember the spring and summer times. It was always a lot of fun going on. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little drama here and there, but you know that that just comes with 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 growing up in the real world. Period. It wouldn't be the real world if there wasn't if there wasn't some hint of drama somewhere. Now, of course, as you get older, you get more exposed to it, and and you're no longer naive to to some things that your parents or or the older folk around you was trying to hide, they can no longer hack. So, so, so now that you see that, you know, family members drunk or, or the dude down the street, he really was a crackhead and, 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 you know, he really was just washing cars because he was a homeless and he had no way but um, washing cars, even if it was to get to his next hit. But you get to noticing them things as you get older. And I can say, I can say most, most, learn to put up with it not not that they not that they learn to live with it but they learn to put up with it because because of so much love for where they from you know chicagoans are very proud from where we at you know we don't don't really mess around when somebody over here get the dogging because it's not your place you ain't been here you don't know so you know you can all hear bite lingo style and everything like that you can do that all day you can do that all you want but once you get to trying to put the people down inside the city who is stuck inside this trap then that's where we got problems because like i said before you, you you're not from here and there's more to us there, there's more creativity to us there's more um um how how, how, how can i say this how can i say this there's more 
there's not just more to us, but there's more beneath us because there's so much put on top of us from what is currently going on, what is currently going on. And we're being drowned by it. Ain't no way we can get around it because we turn around and I got to hear somebody talk about, you know, a shooting in Chicago. But there's foundations and there's, there's um, festivals and there's so much more colorful things going on within the city than, than the black, you know, drape that they got over it. Because I, I don't hear anything else but about the shooting or the riots or, you know, it's a lot of negativity. I don't right. hear Right, and Chicago is very historic. So right. there's way more to it. Is there anything uh, you would like to tell us that's positive about Chicago? Because I would like to hear something nice about it. Okay, for, 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 one, for one, the folk that you can meet inside Chicago Everyone has, everyone has that, everyone has their own personality, but you can tell they're from Chicago and you, you love it. As soon as you get to hearing them talk, it, it's just the slang in their voice. It's almost Southern. It's almost Southern, but it's not. It's almost East Coast, but it isn't. It, it's, it's, such a, it's such a mixture. And then when it comes down to the culture, everybody got their own rhythm. You got all these different pockets of, of just color. You got different pockets of color. That's the best way to put it. You got different pockets of color over there. You got different pockets of color over here. You got different pockets of color across town. All these, all these colors is making their own melody. And all these colors got their own vision. Everybody there want to see, want to see something of their stride. I mean, thrive. They want to see something of their succeed. Everybody there is for wanting to become more. But because of certain dispositions, they can't. They do love to see people come up. They do love to see people leave. It makes them sad. Some retaliate by slander, but it's only because they want to be out too. You can't be mad at that. That, 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 that. That's survival. That's survival. What makes Chicago so great is there's so many opportunities for survival. It's so, it's so much that you can do. It, it's so many things that you can do to get your mind off the negative. Only thing people have to do is just go search for it. Because a lot of folks don't leave their block. A lot of folks don't leave their neighborhood. And it's not just Chicago. This, this, this is everywhere. People are, you know, they get comfortable where they are. And they don't want to go outside the norm. But once you go outside the norm, you get to see more. You get to see more, you get to enjoy more. You should enjoy more, you live more. Instead of survive, that's and that's what bring us to Chicago because it's so vast. Right. I mean, even where we're from, I see that too. You know, yeah, people where get... I come from, I still yeah. see that people still stuck doing the same old thing. I'm like, man, I left here ten years ago, and I see this person. She's still on a bike and she's still on meth and doing the same thing. The last time I seen her, you know. So that's just for an example. People do get very very stuck and they don't they don't leave their uh situation yeah i like to call it an echo chamber they get stuck in their own belief systems and everybody else co-signing their their shit and agreeing with them um right a small example of that is the other day um i was uh around this uh this my homeboy he's a neighbor of mine he's a black dude he's a good guy and uh, he had his friend he's a younger cat he's probably like 17 18 years old and he was telling me that he got carded um, at the store when he was trying to buy, no, he's, he's 20, he just turned 21. 
and uh, he got carded for buying cigarettes and he called the uh the middle eastern guy a racist because he carded him and i said he's racist because you look 16 and he goes well i guess so like even he was unsure about his own bullshit so he was but he was so used to other people co-signing his shit and not really having to think critically that he just said it and it was just normal for him and he believed it until i brought it to his attention he was like oh so yeah i mean people get stuck stuck in their own paradigm really yeah yeah what what you said is true what you said is true when you got when you got someone who speak a certain speak a certain language they speak a certain way and they're around the same people who speak that certain way who speak that certain language when they get around someone else who doesn't how can you relate and that's where that's where diversity really needs to come into play because when we don't know how to relate with each other that's when we become less human yeah, it's very true. And uh, the social media era we live in is not helping at all. It's uh, it's just giving it people just a, a just a place to be shitty, really, just to go out there and just be like, mm-hmm. you know, you're terrible, you're this, you're that, call you all these names and do all these terrible things to you and hurt you very badly. And I don't have to atone for the action. I don't have to see your face. I don't have to answer it at all because it's between a computer, you know, and it's between right. digital bytes in a computer, not actual face to face. And when they come face to face with that person, they don't know how to react or to convey their feelings because they don't have a keyboard in front of them, you know? And uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible, you know, and everybody's just getting mad here and there and just hating. And that's what really brought me to, like you said earlier to Holonis, because like it was the same as like Twitter or whatever, or, you know, social media in, in a sense, but it was just all positive, you know? And uh, I meet positive people like you from it. So, I mean, it yeah, works it's out. Ex- it was extremely positive, and it was crazy how positive it was. I was like, you know, it's it's not this positive. I'm gonna at least come across one drama field page. I'm gonna at least come across one drama field page. Nope, it was all positive. Everybody on there was trying to pro- promote their own brand, and then you got the folk on there that just they just wanted to make a profile. I, shoot, I want to see what it's up. It's the new social media thing. Let me go ahead and get on here, and they get on there and check it out. And they see how positive and engaging it is. And they like, hey, look, check it out. I'm a nobody. I got this person here with a blue check spamming my page. Hey, this is crazy. This don't happen anywhere. Hey, look, check it out. Hey, hey look, come check this out. This person verified. They over here blowing on my page right now. Yeah. You know, I only got, I only got 200 followers. What they do this at? Right. Yeah, walk a flock and started following me. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so, uh, it blows your mind. It, it blows your mind. Uh, 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 Trippy Red had followed me. And that was the first uh that was the first big name to have, to follow me. And I was like, I like, man, that, that's crazy. And then you know, he he's on there at um at Trippy 1400. Man, it, it was it was crazy. It was like it was like it was like I don't know. I I don't know I don't know if I should I don't know if I should uh, reply back or anything like that because this this was all new to me all of this all this engagement this was this was nothing like Twitter and, and um and Instagram it, it was definitely nothing like Facebook and so so I was all for it. Yeah, I reached out to uh, you. I reached out to a lot of other people, and I've never not gotten a reply. And uh, even the CEO of the company was like, yeah, I'll give you a podcast. I'll give you the chance to interview me. I was like, I didn't even expect a reply from him, dude. I literally told him, hey, I'm going to make this quick. Will you do a podcast with me? 
because I know you're a busy man. I'll make it quick. Will you do a podcast? He goes, sure. He's all, you know, I'm busy. So in a couple of weeks, you know, and they're all like uh, understanding that you want to make it, like you said, make a brand or name for yourself. And you're trying to uh, do something with your life, you know, and empower yourself. And that's what it was made for. And that's what it's doing. And I, I love it. So I know you probably like Trippy Red. I do too. But what is your all-time favorite rapper? Uh, my favorite rapper is Gucci Mane. Yeah, well, favorite Gucci Mane. I grew up, I grew up listening to, um, I grew up listening to Gucci Mane, Eminem, um, a lot, lot of old school rap. I used to listen to, like, uh, I used to listen to Three Six Mafia, or, or, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go far as to say that I listened to a lot of Tupac and Biggie. I know, I know, I know, some some folks are probably like was expecting me. Uh, on, on saying that, but um, it's it's only just because I, I I like my own taste. You know what I mean? I I don't like everything that everybody is is gravitating towards or or gravitate towards. You know, I, I gravitated towards I gravitated towards Fifty Cent because you know I thought I thought he was cool. You know, he he was he was this he was this buff dude from New York. You know, he he had he had the New York slang, even though you know his his, his mouth was you know you know clenched. And I, I, I like, I, I like felt that style. I felt, I felt that style. I felt how rugged it is. I felt how raw it was. So, so that would, so that would, um, that would driven me that way. So that would took me that way. And so I, I pretty much can credit Gucci Mane, Eminem, and um, Fifty Cent for 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 making me uh, appreciate music. You know, seeing it for what it is because I really did see they styles. Um, evolve over the years and, and and their person evolve over the years and, and become something different and, and something better than what it was 24 hours ago so i was like you know i want that for myself i want i want that for myself as well i need that right yeah if you have your have your jaw wired shut you can always sing along to a 50 cent song so <laughs> you have these spotify rappers and these youtube rappers and soundcloud rappers but how do you feel about these Skittle ass rappers like six nine, you know Takashi, these little weird motherfuckers. How do you? What's your take on those? I feel that everybody got. I feel that everybody got their own style, and everybody was was brought up differently. And since they was brought up differently, and since they lived in in different environments, and of course was exposed to different things, this is what we get. This is this is the end result, and people rock with it. People don't rock with it, and that's only because of preference, you know. So everybody got their own way of doing things. So I, 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 I can't, I can't hate on the dude or nothing like that because one day he ain't had shit, and now he, now he able to do something with it. Whether we don't agree with how he moved or whatnot, you know that that he put his own pants on this morning. You know, same as that, I put my own pants on this morning. So I really can't, I, I, I really can't draw off what another man doing. I can only focus on what I'm doing and and try to become better at myself. I would have gave him a chance, his music a chance, if I didn't feel like I was be, being screamed at the whole time. <laughs> uh, he's just screaming at me the whole time. So we're going to lighten the mood up a little bit, I have to ask you. And we talked a little bit before this podcast, so I know somewhat your political, belief, political choice, or lack thereof, really. Uh, so if you had to be locked in a cage forever with one person either bernie sanders donald trump or hillary clinton which one would you choose and why 
Which one would I choose? Oh, okay. You got you got you got me scratching because you said forever. I got I got really think about that forever bit. I really think I got I got to think about that forever bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> would it be different? If it was just thirty minutes. It would it would have been it would have been completely different. It would have been completely different. It would have been completely different if it was thirty minutes because um, thirty minutes I would have to say. 30 minutes, I would have to say it would have been it would have been Trump because that that 30 minutes would have been the wildest 30 minutes of my life. The wildest. But to think that I would have been able to sit in the one in the cage with him for a year? Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> but I would have to get a, I would have to get a lifetime stamp to um to, to, to Bernie Sanders only because I feel as though he can he he would have been able to enlighten me more, you know. He would have been able to talk talk better on 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 on, on, on politics and um and, and, and certain issues that that I feel like Trump wouldn't been able to to touch on just for uh, only the simple fact that you know he used he used to be a, a celebrity full time celebrity, you know. We all seen the shows. We all grew up knew his name. Shoot, you knew his name long time ago. Knew his name in seventh grade. Who 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 Donald Trump was? So, you know, I already knew how you know how he, how he thought. So, like I said, thirty minutes for him, lifetime with with Bernie, even though he probably wouldn't make it. Shout out Bernie though. Bernie would have taught you uh, a special form of socialism where we all have an equal chance to starve to death like Venezuela. Um, so, if you had to marry one, kill one, and fuck one, which how would you classify those? <laughs> oh God. I mean, we, gotta, we gotta be what fucking. What kind of question is this? We have two guys. We gotta be fucking. And a, a really old lady. Right. Uh, no, hold, hold up, hold up, because because you still got them three as the option. Now there's two dudes in there. Yeah. Right. Well. Oh, oh no. no. Are oh, you there? Back. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. okay. It cut out for a second. We're getting too crazy. You say kill one, marry one, and of course you got to dominate Hillary Clinton. So fuck one's already accounted for. But between marry and kill, which one would you marry or and or kill, Bernie or Donald? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh. This question, I don't get <laughs> this it. This just this question is just crazy because for one, it's yeah. me up failure. me up for failure. I can't just say knock off the damn president. I'd rather marry that guy. And and knock off Bernie before I say that. <laughs> well, I literally, I really thought. Well, depending on the cage question, I thought you were going to marry Bernie and then uh, kill Donald because Donald don't know shit. He's useless. Just get rid of him, right? But Bernie looks like yeah. yeah. It, it would have been easier to say it. It would have been easier to say it before he had the damn president's title. Well, yeah, Bernie looks like he's going to die tomorrow. So whatever he got from his little campaign, whatever he didn't spend yeah. his, uh, you know, beach oh, house yeah. with the with the contributors' money, you would have inherited it in fucking a week. To, for now or whatever. Uh, Donald doesn't I, look I, like he's dying anytime soon. Well, you, yeah, you know, I, I, definitely, I definitely learned to um, to um, appreciate my place and understand my place. So I definitely know when not to say some say certain things. My my, my my beliefs are of my own, and I know that I definitely will be uh, held accountable for any words that I say. Um, um, being that he, being that he the president, I, I feel that somebody with a, with a title that high 
should always have some form of respect. You can't just go around talking about one of the men dead or anything like that. I mean, that's just outlandish because yeah, people were saying that about Obama. I was, I was, I felt crazy about it. I'm like, well, shoot, where that's coming from? You know, we want to knock off, 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 off Obama, but I never heard nobody say that about you know Bush or anything like that. So. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish death, death upon nobody because I feel everybody got a fair chance in his life, and and their choices bring bring forth their down results. So you know, I, I can't never put nobody down. In there, there's a couple sides of that coin. You know, um, in a joking manner, I think everybody's free game. Uh, in a serious manner, <laughs> they right. des- they deserve respect and they deserve a certain amount of. Absolutely, he's the leader of the free world. But on the other side of the coin, being the leader of the free world and being a political figure and a public figure, you open yourself up to scrutiny and criticism openly. He yes. can't take it very well, as we see on Twitter. But, yes. I mean, that's our uh, right as an American citizen is to criticize our government. So um, I'll continue to make fun of the president, you know, like everybody else. But I'd like you said, I don't wish anybody to kill him or anything like that. I mean, these people get crazy. They go on YouTube with these guns. These kids talking about, I'm going to kill him and all these people and all these men. Like, just shut the fuck up. You know, next thing you know, you're getting pulled out of your apartment by the FBI. And what, what do you have to say for yourself now? Now you're just an idiot. You know, a lot, a lot of people like to do random crazy shit and try to label it as genius. And I don't know why. Like, it's like, it's like you're, you're so sporadic. You're so spontaneous. There's, there's no thinking at all in your being. Like Kanye, the shit he says. A he just he just opens. Wow. He just you know, opens his mouth and just and just and just let things come out when he wants to. You can't you can't fault the man for wanting to talk or have his ass talk. It's fucking crazy. I don't agree with nothing. Nothing he said. None. Nothing no, that I, I feel as though if you I feel as though if you if you a man, you're gonna find a better way to to uh, to um, word your responses. Than to just let things fall out your mouth and then try to say it means something later on, when, when we all know the initial impact of what matters. We like, watched like, him slowly just spiral out of control, whether it be at the with Beyonce or TMZ. He just always. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> he doesn't know how to control himself very well. But no. on, a, on the other America, side, wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat everywhere, like what the. How often do you see celebrities back each other up? And um, Kim, she's actually, you know, if you standing think about by that, her man, and you don't normally see that. Speaking of that hat, I just it just reminded me. Uh, this guy wore that hat into a bar here recently. I can't remember where it was, but he got kicked out of the bar. Imagine a country where you get kicked out of a public place for wearing a a a hat that that promotes your country. Like if I was a, a, Korea, a citizen of Japan and it said "Make Japan Great Again" or "All Hail Japan," I got kicked out of it. I'd be very confused, especially as a tourist. Like if I saw that in America, I'd be very confused. Like, what's wrong with that hat? You know, it's because of the negative incantation that the the man who made it has. You know, I and mean, never... I mean, people, people, of course, feel that type of way. I only feel that somebody feel they feel that type of way about it just because of um the campaign that came under um Trump's campaign. I feel as though if if he if that Trump if that hat would have came out, that hat would have came out, never would have been tagged to him. Everybody would wear that damn hat. It'd be in different colors. Yeah, absolutely. Celebrities be touting it and everything. You know, it also confuses me, confuses the hell out of me is I've never seen so much animosity and hate for a 
presidential figure. Um, even though George W. Bush was literally like a monkey, like a literal idiot. Like you know, I shouldn't even contend him to a monkey because like monkeys are smart. He was a slug. <laughs> I mean, it was very just stupid, you know. And people weren't threatening to kill him. You know, they were making fun of him on, you know, David Letterman's show, but they, I mean, at the most, but they weren't talking about killing him and publicly shaming him and celebrities coming out like, hey, you know, this guy's terrible, this and that. But he paved the way for millions of our, fuck, of our American troops to be killed, you know, um, and started uh, the war in Iraq. So I don't know. It's, it's very weird. I just, I wonder why he's so hated. You know, he won the United States popularity contest. That is a presidential uh, election, but he doesn't, he didn't, doesn't win on any other uh, platforms. You see what I'm saying? I'm not really wording it right, but anywhere you mm-hmm. look on TV, I mean, there's a docu-series on Netflix about what a terrible person he is. Well, it's supposed to be anyway, like an expose, but it's like, dude, if I was a businessman, I'd do that too. Like that was freaking genius what he did. That's not evil. Like, that's business. That's capitalism. It is what it is. He played the game. You know what I mean? Uh, but that doesn't really pertain to his presidency, and I know that. But it's like he's never portrayed well on TV anywhere, but he got elected. I don't – you know, the disconnect there is just – People – Yeah. Drama TV series sales. Drama TV series uh, uh, beyond popular. How, how often do you catch somebody watching they, dang, they, they daytime shows? Controversy sales. And who isn't more controversial than this man here? That's very true. That's very true. And I think that's part of the and, reason why. And like, like you said, it's capitalism. This game is all about money. The person who got the, who got the most influence and the most money is, is, is the most powerful. Right. At the end of the day, it's, it's who holds the chips, you know. Um, right. And it ain't Donald Trump. To be totally honest with you, I mean, between the three people that we were talking about, it, it was. But, um, you know, the people above him, you know, Rockefellers, the Carnegies, you know, uh, fuck the, the Council on Foreign Relations. But that's a whole nother subject, you know. Um, but I I don't know. I'd, I don't agree with everything he does, and especially not all the stupid things he says. But not at all. I would much rather have him in there than Hillary Clinton because we know what we would get with that that demon. <laughs> Um, I wasn't for in the the first place. I wasn't for in the first place. You know, I was, I was pretty much going Bernie, and uh, then you know, once he wasn't in the race no more, I was pretty much detached from it. I was pretty much detached from it or whatnot. So um, I went and made my vote. You know, I ain't sitting home like you know, all in my feelings. Oh, I'm not going to go through it. It's not going to mean anything. I got up and went and did it. Got out the way. You know. Next day, or a few days later, however long it was, it happened. I, I still felt the same when I woke up, like a birthday. So I was on and moving. You know, I, I tripped out after the election. Um, my wife, she was going to a community college at the time. After Hillary lost, all the Hillary supporters were invited to a group coloring session. Um, oh, my God. Go ahead and tell us more. You were there. I Tell us, babe. Well, I didn't actually see it. I there was a sign that said if you're stressed out or overwhelmed, come to this group at this time and we're gonna have adult coloring. What kind of pussy ass white motherfuckers was in that room? How many teardrops was covering the carpets of that room? <laughs> I have no idea. For what? I didn't go. 
because the and president got elected? That is the most outlandish shit to me. And what is coloring going to do for you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, hopefully you can stay inside the lines um, while you're still going through a fit of anger. How does that solve anything? <laughs> I'm going to go color. I don't know. I Maybe don't know. it works for some people. Just I just don't see it. Catering to the person. I guess different strokes for different folks, literally. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I would have went in there. If I was at her school, I would have went in there and just, just take a quick consensus of the of the bitch-ass people that were in that room. You know what I mean? She's like, okay, I don't want to kick it with none of these motherfuckers right here. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> so, do you want, are you, do you listen to any other podcasts or no, it's actually my first time um, interacting with a podcast. You know, I always heard of them and always want to get my chance to to talk on one or anything. I never thought it was gonna come this soon. So when you asked me, I I, I jumped at the opportunity. So, you know, I'm glad I'm glad to, um to be on your podcast. I'm glad that y'all have me on the show. And uh, you know, I hope y'all do great things with it. I hope it I hope it comes bigger, you know. I definitely see a name, you know, in the future, you know with way more podcasts, much bigger clients and much bigger audience. You know, I'm I'm all about the progress. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh this is the second ever and uh yeah. we're gonna slowly get better and totally missed out on the first episode. Yeah, we had a uh, this fitness guy that we usually do yoga with. Uh, we do the YouTube videos in, in you know the living room and, and work out to those. And, I would have uh, loved to have that conversation with him but yeah the no, baby was well, giving me a hard time. So yeah. We'll have him back on. We uh, our audio was terrible. We didn't use a microphone, so it was uh, it was different. So after you downloaded this Anchor app, are you tempted to do your own, or maybe I mean you could even put music yeah, on? I pretty much am. I pretty much am. I, I can see I can see the benefits in it. You know, I could probably try to um, find some type of way for it to work for me because I definitely like to get set in my ways. <laughs> so I know that I would have to become um, able to set a routine, get a routine. If I could get a routine for it, yeah, that'd be perfect. I, I love to have a routine. So. It's hard, you know, it's definitely hard. But uh, hopefully, um, you know, I wish only the best for you. Hopefully you get bigger and uh, I could be like, hey, man, I interviewed that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> or, appreciate you know, You're like, man, you know, I was on their podcast one time. So, no, we're going to have you back more than I'm sure. Um so we're at about 45 minutes. I'm going to cut it because we got to go do some things. Um, but I'm going to take care of some life stuff. Yeah. Some kids to be exact. <laughs> so uh, I really appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, go ahead and let the people know one more time where they can find your music. All right, everybody. You can catch me on SoundCloud and Spotify at Ill Mike number 79. That's U-M-B-R-7-9. You can catch me on SoundCloud and Spotify. Excellent. I'm going to go ahead and share everything uh, on the uh, Facebook page we have, which is very small right now because uh, I just made it. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and share on Holliness and every, all of our all of our little hollow spaces. Friends can, can come listen to you and learn about you. And uh, maybe you can come back and, and see other people that, uh, you know, I'm interviewing and we can co-host and do all that good stuff. I got big dreams for this thing, man. So I really appreciate you coming on. Man, much love, man. I, I appreciate being here. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate y'all giving me your time. And you, I, I hope to be on the show again. All right, brother. Yeah, yeah you take it too. easy. All right, you too. All right. All right. Bye from California. Bye. <laughs>